Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try for Repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. How are you today, Janet? Good. How are you, Lucia? Happy New Year. It's a brand new year. Happy New Year. Hopefully uh, <laughs> our listeners aren't too hungover today. <laughs> it's 2022. Fingers crossed that this is the year that we get out of this mess. <laughs> no, fingers crossed that this is the year that Tony Danza is a guest star on repodcasting. Love it. That's that's definitely our New Year's resolution here. <laughs> number one, number one, for sure. Well, we're uh, starting the year off right with a light rom-com. So we recast Notting Hill. And Janet, this was your pick. Why did you select this movie? Yes. So I don't think it's a secret that I'm not exactly the, the president of the Julia Roberts fan club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like Julia Roberts. So I that's why I decided this was a good pick. I don't know. I, I don't know that I would say that I necessarily like this movie. I've probably only seen it a couple of times before uh, watching it again to record our podcast. But I just never liked her in it because I don't like her and I think she's very overrated I think her talent is definitely overrated as well so um yeah that's why I wanted to recast this role okay well I mean I'll say this I'm fine with Julia Roberts but she's certainly not doing much in this movie (laughs) this movie came out in 1999 so I feel like this was peak Julia Roberts, because she actually had another movie that came out that year as well. It was this one, and then Runaway Bride (laughs) came out. And the late 90s were like peak Julia Roberts. She was in everything. It's kind of like the way Emily Blunt is now. Interesting. Yeah. Emily Blunt is sort of like the go-to actress for it seems like all these big projects like she gets considered for everything she she gets everything and i feel like that was julia roberts in sort of the the mid to late 90s okay okay so uh what was the box office like for this movie um so the budget was 42 million box office was 364 million oh my gosh (laughs) your face your lucia's eyes is like completely shot right out of her face wow yeah 364 million it did incredibly well yeah I remember this movie coming out. I didn't see it in the theaters or anything. I don't know when I watched it. I watched it probably within a few years of it being released. And it was not my thing. And I definitely think, like, I would have been probably, like, in my very early 20s when I watched it. And I was probably too cynical for it because I did enjoy it 
I didn't fully enjoy it, but I did enjoy it more on this rewatch. So I'm going to share a story with you and with our listeners as well. So I have seen a lot of Julia Roberts movies because back in the mid to late 90s when she was really popular, I used to have a friend who like she loved Julia Roberts this friend's name was Diane. I am no longer friends with this person. <laughs> okay. That's why I don't feel bad talking about her on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she listens. Who knows? I doubt it. So anyway, this girl, Diane, she loved Julia Roberts. Okay. Loved her. Julia Roberts was Diane's favorite actress. So we used to see every Julia Roberts movie that came right. to theater right like I went to see stepmom I went yeah (laughs) like I used to I was really good friends with this girl Diane like she was one of my very close friends at the time and we used to go to the movies and for some reason I used to let Diane pick the movies (laughs) don't ask me why (laughs) because she was dragging me to see Julia Roberts films so yeah, it was that, it was uh, this one, Notting Hill, like anything that Julia Roberts did, Diane wanted to see. Wow. And I think it just goes to show that I also had really bad taste in Friends. <laughs> <laughs> because why? Like, uh-huh. why was I friends with someone who loved Julia Roberts so much? Like, it's so, Julia Roberts, to me, is so basic. Yeah, that's fair. She's just really basic, and her talent is very overrated. So, yeah, thank goodness both Julia Roberts and Diane are out of my life now. (laughs) (laughs) Except you've brought Julia back into our lives to watch this today. Yeah, not coming back. Don't worry, listeners. Uh, Julia Roberts just made this an appearance for for this month. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, so I imagine most people, even if like anybody listening has not seen the movie, you've probably heard of it. You probably know what it is. The synopsis is the life of a simple bookshop owner changes when he meets the most famous film star in the world. And I have to say, I have a problem with that synopsis because. Hugh Grant is also at peak Hugh Grant. Yeah. He's huge. Everybody loves him. He is looking great. Yeah. He's not a simple bookshop owner. Like, you don't look at that man and think like, oh, this guy can't, you know. No, but I will say this. I think Hugh Grant plays William Thacker perfectly. I really do. I agree. I think... He captures that character. To me, he did a fantastic job at playing this character. He really did. Like when you see sort of what Hugh Grant is capable of, you know, like, I mean, at the time that he made this, we only saw Hugh Grant in romantic comedies, right? He was sort of, that's what he was known for. But now when you see what Hugh Grant has done in the last 20 years, right? I mean, he is a good actor. I think yeah. he is that way, right? He is. So, yeah, I really enjoyed him in this role. It was just, 
I didn't enjoy Julia Roberts. Yeah, I enjoyed him too. Like, I really think he was very good, but mm-hmm. I just look at him and don't... Really? No, yeah. see, I do. Like, I think he pulls it off so beautifully, the character. I think he's, like, that awkwardness. You know, when you think about who Hugh Grant is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, just watching it. I, like, I'm not watching it and going, oh, that's Hugh Grant. Like, I'm watching the movie and going, wow, like, that's William Thacker. And <laughs> he's just, I thought he captured the character and, and did a really lovely job. Okay. Okay, well, why don't we take our first ad break and then we'll come back and let people know who we recast. Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Head on over to albertapodcastnetwork.com to listen to many amazing podcasts on various topics, such as Creative Block. Hosted by Kyle Marshall, owner of Media Lab YYC, Creative Block features interviews with artists and entrepreneurs about where they came from, what they're doing now, and where they want to go. Certain episodes profile internet culture and how that influences online creators. So you can find Creative Block and all the other amazing Alberta Podcast Network podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. And also, before we go back to the show, one of Kyle Marshall's other podcasts on the network, Kyle and Dave versus the Machine, actually did an episode on Notting Hill back in May of 2020. So head on over there and listen to that too. And now back to the show. Okay, Janet. So with this being your movie pick, why don't you go first with the casting? Sure. So it was interesting when I was doing my research to see that the director of this movie, who I just want to mention, he passed away earlier this year in September, a gentleman by the name of Roger Michelle. So he was the director and he said that Julia Roberts was the one and only choice for Anna Scott. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that was who they wanted, and there was no one else that they that they considered. And again, I mean, Julia Roberts was a big deal at this point, and she was in everything. So I guess as far as they were concerned, she was Anna Scott. Yeah. Right, because she was like peak fame at this point. Did you see how much Julia Roberts was paid to do this movie? She says it in the movie. Yeah, they paid her $15 million to do this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing it made nearly $400 million back. You know what? I was offended by that. <laughs> no, well. when I saw that, I was like, um, what? They paid her $15 million to do what she did in this movie? I know. Which was essentially, I don't know, I really am Next not... Next to fan. nothing. I'm not a fan of her performance in Mm -hmm. this at all yeah Um, same yeah and you know it's really interesting reading different reviews because in a lot of the reviews that I read she was praised both her and Hugh Grant were praised for their chemistry and I thought that was really interesting because even watching it I don't know that Initially, when I saw this in movie theaters, I don't know that I was necessarily bowled over by their chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I certainly, watching it now, I don't know that I would say that they had a lot of chemistry. I mean, definitely Hugh Grant, his character, 
like you can see that he's absolutely just infatuated with her right but the way the character of anna scott is written to me i think she's just a massive jerk she really is a jerk yeah i would call her a jerk i mean i could call her worse (laughs) i have a whole rainbow of expletives that i (laughs) but i'll just say that in my opinion like she's a massive jerk the way the Mm -hmm. character is written even the parts where we're supposed to find her endearing yeah like Oh, the 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 line that she says to William when she's in the bookshop towards the end of the movie, you know, the the very famous iconic line that she says. I mean, just the way she delivers everything. I don't know. I just have such a hard time watching it and believing, you know, it's like she's going through the motions. I don't know. I just don't believe her in the character. So I have two different actresses that I think would have done a better job. My first pick was Sandra Bullock. Okay. And I guess because she went on later to do two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because I think that they do have so much chemistry in that movie, like two weeks notice, I'm just going to put it out there. Two Weeks Notice is probably one of my top five favorite romantic comedies. Like, I know, yeah, I love that movie. Like, I watch that movie at least once a year. I just really, you know what? I really enjoy the chemistry between them. Like, you can tell that they actually like each other. And it really comes through on screen. And I thought that, I've always thought that they had so much chemistry. So, I think Sandra Bullock could have played Anna Scott. I think she would have done a good job. Yeah. Oh yeah. She is a movie star in her own right and Yeah, definitely. And yeah. Sandra Sandra Bullock, I think has the ability to um I know that Julia Roberts has done comedy, but I've never actually found that she's good at comedy. Mhm. I agree. Like Sandra Bullock's good at comedy. Sandra Bullock is good at drama. I think in terms of showcasing like a broader range of emotions, I think Sandra Bullock is just better at it. Yeah. And I think you know, we're supposed to find I have never found Julia Roberts to be endearing even when it's being force-fed and we're being told that she's supposed to be endearing whereas I find that Sandra Bullock is, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the other actress that I thought, I thought she could have played it. It would have been like a different Anna Scott, maybe like sort of a a sharper, like an Anna Scott that had like sharper edges to her. But also I could have seen her like playing the vulnerable sort of parts is Gwyneth Paltrow. Hmm. Yeah, I could have seen, because, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow around this time in the 90s was really picking up steam as well. She was definitely, she was definitely an it girl in Hollywood at this point. And she would have been believable as well, I think. Yeah. As a movie star for sure, because she definitely exudes that, right? Mm-hmm. And I could have seen her as 
Anna Scott. And, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has done quite a few romantic comedies, right? I think she's, I don't know. I think she's a little more, I know a lot of people don't like her. I know she, a lot of people don't find her likable, but I think she could have played Anna Scott as well. Yeah. Like I said, Sandra Bullock, I mean, we've seen her with Hugh Grant. We've seen them do a movie together. They have chemistry. I don't know that Gwyneth Paltrow necessarily would, right? But I think they they would have looked really good on screen together. That's <laughs> right. Well, um, I was going to call him William, but Hugh Grant was like, it's funny to look at him now because it's like, wow, he was so handsome, right? Oh, yeah. I honestly... Gwyneth Paltrow was a surprise. I mm-hmm. never even considered her, but I really like that. I think she would be really good. I think she could do it. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have seen what she could have done with this role. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Okay, well, for me, oh, I wanted to mention that. So you were talking about Julia Roberts having been like the one and only choice. Also, when her agent gave her the script, she told her it was the best romantic comedy she had ever read. And Julia Roberts, after reading the script herself, decided that she she was going to have to do this. That was yeah. the quote. <laughs> yeah, she said she definitely wanted to do it. Yeah. But another thing that I read was that they were looking for someone who, when Richard Curtis was writing the character, to him, she was a mix of Grace Kelly and Audrey Hepburn. So I kind of had that in mind when I was doing the casting. And I wanted somebody who really had kind of like that old Hollywood charm and grace of look. So my number one choice is Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love her. I've cast her in stuff before. I talk about her a lot on this podcast. But I really enjoy her. I think she's really talented. And I think she carries herself in this way that really would have shown that kind of like grace and charm. And She's certainly a better dramatic actor than Julia Roberts. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So I really think that she could have hit all the right notes in all the right ways. I could see Jennifer Connelly in this role. It's funny. I didn't think of her, but I could see her because she has, you know what it is about Julia Roberts? I know that she's a movie star. I get that. Right. But... I don't buy her as someone who is um, like who exudes that sort of graceful quality or even um, I don't know. There's something about Julia Roberts that to me is so brash. It is that laugh. Like, oh. a, ah, like the way. <laughs> scared everybody including myself <laughs> but it's <laughs> that was so good I, I don't even know if that's an accurate <laughs> imitation I have to say I don't think it is but I love it <laughs> but it's that laugh of hers it's the worst <laughs> it is just it's awful and she's mm-hmm. just brash like there's something about her even watching her in um Notting Hill like when she loses her temper and like she starts yelling at him and it's like oh she's just such a brash unrefined person that I don't buy her 
as someone who's supposed to be like this graceful movie star, I just yeah. don't buy. I just can't. I don't see her that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas Jennifer Connelly, yes, she has th- that quality. Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, definitely has that quality, right? And Sandra Bullock as well. I mean, please, Sandra Bullock in Miss Congeniality. <laughs> gorgeous. Okay. She's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, she does. Sandra Bullock definitely has a way like she carries herself and Mm -hmm. she's got that sophistication. But I don't see that in Julia Roberts. It's just, yeah, she's so bright. It's that laugh, that honk of a laugh. Oh, my God. Poor Julia Roberts. (laughs) The sound of her joy makes you upset. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it grates on the nerves, on the ears. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I have to say this. I think she says her age at some point during the film. Yeah, she says she's 29. Yeah. And I was like, 29? Like, I had to look up her age because I was like, this woman's like 37, right? But oh. no, she was 32 at the time. Yeah. Well, she, no, she looked. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she looked haggard or anything like that. But I just, to me, she didn't look like a woman in her 20s. Oh, really? Yeah. And so my next pick is someone who definitely was also not in their 20s at this time. But also, like, to me, I think it doesn't matter. I think she's youthful enough and looks great and everything. So that's Julianne Moore. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. to me, Julianne Moore is also someone who carries herself in a very, like, elegant, graceful manner. She's an incredible actor. <laughs> I yeah. think she can do anything. Yeah. And, you know, I could see Julianne Moore, like, delivering that line at the end. <gasps> yes. In the bookshop. Like that for me was, I think, the true test was when I was casting, I was like, who can deliver that line and make me feel something as a movie watcher? Because Mm -hmm. watching that movie, I felt nothing. Like I start, I just wanted to laugh when (laughs) Julia Roberts said that because she comes across as so insincere. There's such an insincerity about the way she delivers that line that I was not convinced at all. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, like I could see Julianne work because she's a very, she just has that quality. Yeah, she can deliver any line. Yeah. But I really like that you said that because from the very first time I saw this, I hated that line. (laughs) It's nonsense as far as I'm concerned. Like, I don't know. It's just I never liked it. And then, of course, it's been like overplayed so much. But when you just said, like, I can picture Julianne Moore delivering that line. Suddenly I was like, wait, yes. To me, that line would mean something if she had been the one saying it. Yeah. That for me was was sort of the barometer for me. I was like, I need to cast someone who can deliver that line at the end and like make me feel what she is saying to William to really make me feel it so and I thought that yeah either one of the actresses that I chose could do it and your choices too like Julianne Moore is I think she's a very good pick for sure yay well that's awesome yeah I stopped at two. I feel like I could have had more choices. Um, I feel like there are lots of people who could have done this in a much better way than Julia Roberts. 
Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it was just because she was considered such box office gold. Which she clearly was. Yeah. And she still is. I mean, let's face it. She can still open a movie, right? I mean, she doesn't work the way she used to. But she still has that ability, I think. She's a movie Mm -hmm. star. Yeah. So it, like one thing, the journey of watching this again for me was really surprising because I guess I'm getting softer in my old age because I have to say, like, I hated this movie when oh, I saw really? it the first time, like hated it. I was actually kind of wow. mad that you picked it because <laughs> okay. I didn't want to watch it again. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, watching it like it and it really was Hugh Grant just absolutely sold me on it. He was doing such a good job. He was doing all the work. And I still think that there are lots of flaws in the movie and the writing and everything. Yeah, like there's so many things that make no sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. But overall, I found myself like just, I don't know, more engaged, more interested. Like I did want to watch till the end. Yeah, I agree. But there's also there's so many great parts in the movie as well. So many great characters. Mm -hmm. I love Spike right that character is great like I think watching it now I like I was like this character is excellent I love him he's just injects so many comedic moments and he delivers the lines so well and he's just excellent and even the actress who played Honey Thacker William's sister who also passed away as well Emma Chambers yeah she's she has passed away as well But I mean, I loved her in this, right? So many, you know, great. uh, And then just to see like all the actors as well, like Emily Mortimer's in this, right? Yeah. And like Hugh Bonneville plays uh, Bernard. Misha Barton as a little kid. (laughs) Like wild to watch this because it's like, oh my God, look at all these people who who are in this movie. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the experience of watching it again. And I love, like, the the group of friends Me too. As well. like, it's I so really, well done. Yeah, the group of friends, it's, like, it's believable. And you buy that they're an actual group of friends. Yeah. For sure. I have to say, I was, I definitely didn't remember this part. I was really surprised to find out that the one friend, oh, I forget her name now, but the married friend that she's Hugh Grant's ex, like not in real life, the character. Oh, I, oh yes, yes. Yeah, in the movie. Yeah. yeah. that To yeah. me, I was like, you find that out so late and it's, I don't know, that really shocked me. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if you happened to find this when you were doing any research about the movie, but apparently Hugh Grant did an interview in 2018 and he said that this script is actually parts of it are kind of based in true life that Richard Curtis has a friend who worked at Harrods and dated a celebrity, but Hugh Grant wouldn't say who it was, (laughs) but apparently it's like a big celebrity. And now I'm dying to know. Like, I'm dying to know who it was, and I want the gossip. I want, like, I want all the tea on that. So so we also yeah. need to get Hugh Grant on the podcast then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, like, you can't tease us with a story like that and then keep it all a secret. But, 
Yeah, apparently Richard Curtis based some of it on that. Like the the idea for it was was taken from that. Okay. I have to like make one last complaint uh, about the movie, which is the music. Most of the music in this movie is the cheesiest versions of the cheesiest oh. songs. I-, I could not believe it. And yet the music like fits the movie so perfectly. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because the movie is like, it's cheesy, sure. right? I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it is. No, it is. it is, it is. So I felt that the music selections were actually, I don't know, I thought they were appropriate. <laughs> That's fair. Now, did you read about how long this movie was initially, the first cut? Yeah. Three and a half hours. Uh, Well, that's why you have editing. (laughs) Thank goodness for editors. They cut 90 minutes out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness for us all. (laughs) Now, I don't know how accurate this is, but I will say it. I read that Nicole Kidman was also considered for the role of Anna at some point. I saw that because uh, she did that miniseries on HBO last year, I think, with Hugh Grant. And yeah, it's on HBO. I forget the name of it. It did. It was kind of a big deal when it came out or it might even have been earlier this year. Anyway, when they were promoting it and doing press for it, she talked about that, Mm. about Notting Hill. And even though the, the director said that Julia Roberts was the only choice. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Nicole Kidman said that she didn't feel that she was talented enough. Oh, no. Interview. That she didn't feel she was talented enough or famous enough at the time to play Anna Scott. Now, this is the same year that Eyes Wide Shut was released. Yeah, she was pretty famous. Yeah. But she was famous, but she definitely, like... I feel like she became more famous after she finally split from Tom Cruise. Yeah, Agreed. she's she started working more and doing more sort of interesting types of projects yeah. after she split from him. But I thought it was really interesting that she thought she wasn't a talented enough actress at the time. Yeah, because she's an incredible actress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I don't know that I could, I don't know... I didn't think of her. No, me neither. For the role. So I'm not sure that I could see her in the role, but. I was also like, it didn't have to be this way, but I was also like aiming for American actresses just to kind of keep the story the same. So I didn't consider her either, but I don't know. I think she'd be fine. I certainly think she would have been better than Julia Roberts. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is really interesting that like, sounds mm. like she maybe took herself out of the running. Not sure. <laughs> um, okay. Well, can I go on to the ratings? Do you have anything else? Okay. So the ratings for this movie on IMDb, it got a 68% from 34 critics. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it got an 83% from 102 reviewers. So Rotten Tomatoes definitely loved this movie. Yeah, it's still... I don't know. I think it's it's one of those romantic comedies that it it has aged fairly well, I think. Yeah. 
yeah, I yeah. have to say, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. And I would probably also put it, but like, I'd still more put it around the IMDb score, like maybe around 68, 70%. Right, right. Okay, well, why don't we take our second break and then come back for our favorite segment. Free podcasting is brought to you by ATB Cares. With ATB Cares, giving is easy. Donate through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities, maximizing the impact of your donation. Visit atbcares.com to choose your cause and donate today. And now back to the show. So now it is time for... Hold me close, young Tony Danza. It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. And so, Janet, I'm excited to hear who you cast Tony as this time. So I cast him as Bernie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hugh Grant's stockbroker friend. I decided to put him in that role because that role, I don't know, Bernie is kind of like, he's funny, right? Yeah. And he delivers some good lines in the movie. And I don't know, I thought... I, I, for some reason, I could see Tony as Bernie. I'm not sure why. I like it. I like it. This time, this was the fastest I've ever cast Tony into something because I thought he'd be great as William Thacker. Ah, okay. I didn't even have to consider any of the other roles. I would right. love to see him in that lead role. I think yeah. he would be so charming and anyone would fall for him. <laughs> For sure. I almost cast him as Spike. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that uh, would be a lot. <laughs> but then I was like, no, no, I won't do that. Yeah. I won't do that. But yeah. I, I, I like, like him as Bernie. Yeah, I could see him as Bernie. For sure. Um, okay, awesome. Well, I think we did this film justice. And good choice. I'm not mad about it anymore. <laughs> well, if you've seen. When was the last time you had seen this movie? Like what, twenty years ago? Yeah. So if you watch it twenty years from now, maybe I'll hate <laughs> it again. <laughs> I'll be more <Yeah>. cynical. <laughs> I'll be an old cranky lady. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, okay. Well, so next month uh, we are breaking from form in a way. Um, Janet is busy, and so we will have a different guest host, someone you all know and love. And she has picked the film for next month. I'm going to leave the person as a surprise, although probably some people have guessed by now. And she picked Ghost Rider from 2007, the Nicolas Cage movie, which I was thinking about it. This might be our first Nick Cage recasting, no? I think it is, which is shocking when you think about it. Shocking. Shocking. I cannot believe it. We should do like a whole series of Nicolas Cage recasts. <laughs> yeah, we could. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to watch it. Listeners, if you want to watch it along with us, you can find it on Netflix. Or if you don't have Netflix, it is for free on the CTV app. Although there are commercials, but that's the only thing uh, that you have to deal with. So watch Ghost Rider and recast along with us and we'll see you next month. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're at repodcasting on all the things. And if you want to email us with your comments or suggestions, you can do that at repodcasting at gmail.com. So, Janet, thank you as always for joining me. Thanks. Bye. Bye.